Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Has he said anything yet? Not really. He was picked up in a state of shock. He was babbling incoherently all the way back in the helicopter. I'm a rider, tell spin vocal desire. I set the fire, truck on fire. Quit rap, cause I'm tired. I force you to retire. Can't spit better than the chick on wire. Rhyming sound like you bribing. I don't feel what you vibing. Pick, see how you describing. Don't try to be stars with disguises. Anybody rapping with a vagina, go be with the wife. Welcome to the Man United cast, the podcast where we talk about Manchester United. The greatest club on the world, planet, universe, and everywhere else. Joining you this week uh, for episode 21. Ooh. Um, we're old enough to drink. Yay. Um, <laughs> is uh, myself, Leo, Nick, and Andre. Say what's up, fellas. What's up? What's up? So, welcome everybody to episode 21. Uh, don't worry, Andre is not sad. He's just in a bubble bath recording. That's how he sounds. Like he's I wish. By candles. I wish. I'm, I'm using new headphones. Maybe that's it. Yeah, it could be that. It's, it's um, an, but anyway, welcome headphones. to episode 21. Uh, that's why. You gotta use everything Apple. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today we're gonna talk about two matches. And for the first time in a long time, ladies and gentlemen... We're talking about two wins in a row in, hold on, wait for it, the fucking Premier League. All right, yeah. I'm so excited to actually record the podcast today. Like, <laughs> the past couple weeks have been like, oh, such a drag. But today I'm really excited because we are recording after two wins in the Prem. One win this Sunday against Tottenham, and then a win today when we're recording, which is Wednesday, against Crystal Palace. Uh, a win at home on Sunday, and then a win away today at Crystal Palace. So, let's get started. Uh, we'll start with the Tottenham game. Um, what did you guys take away from that game? Mickey. <laughs> yes. Mickey's a badass. All right. Um I'm not going to stop you from that one, of course. He's, oh my God. I mean, is there anything that we haven't said about him? <laughs> I think we Is there anything that that man can do besides maybe being a goalkeeper? That's what I want to know. Yeah, he's like Jason Bourne with how many <laughs> languages he speaks. <laughs> he speaks seven languages. He's an amazing footballer. Like, I don't know what else we can ask from our... Armenian midfielder. He's amazing. So let's let's talk about making. Let's talk about beating maybe one of the better teams in the Premier League this season, which is Tottenham. Um, it was a, it was he he had an amazing. He he was great. I don't know. I I don't know what to say. Like previous pod, I think me and Andre had like a little argument about like who, you know, who we need to play because our team needs to be more attacking, but. 
As long as Mkhitaryan's playing, I really but, don't care who else plays around. And, <laughs> to be honest with you guys. I mean, you talked about this, when was it, yesterday or the day before? Mm-hmm. I was kind of right. <laughs> I mean, okay. How so? Well, I mean, the lineup, he he put, he put benched Carrick and left Herrera. But he put in Mata, he put in Mkhitaryan, he left Pogba, he had Rooney, he had Slotham. I mean, to me, that yeah. looks more of an attacking team. I mean, look, you have three, basically three creators, Mata, Rooney, and mm-hmm. Mkhitaryan. You have Pablo, which is an awesome attacking midfielder, and Zlatan. Um, that's yeah. what I was going at with the previous podcast. Is like, right. and, and I said, no, and I, I said, I, I get and, I, and like I told you, I said, well, bench Herrera, lead character. The only reason I said that was because, you know, History-wise, he's played Mourinho's mm-hmm. played Carrick more often than Herrera, so I was just kind of going by that. But to me, it wasn't it wasn't different. Like either Herrera or Carrick, yeah. it was the same. They're both at great levels. You know, they're they're both great players, and they've proven time and time again they can hold that midfield. Um, but I was just I would, I said Herrera just because of history-wise of you know who started yeah. and who hasn't. You know. Yeah. So here. And I, I agree, you were right, right? Um, I don't think it's really more attacking, maybe more creative, right? Um, if I compare that lineup to the lineup from today, we got two different performances from two different players. Like, Mkhitaryan was fucking amazing versus Tottenham, right? Um, oh, let's, let's also talk about the fact that his injury isn't, like, severe, right? So everybody's happy for that, I'm assuming. Um, uh-huh. Mourinho said that it's only going to be like, like two matches. So like a week. So he'll be back for boxing day, which is, um, the day after Christmas or so the 26th, um, when we play again in the prem. Um, so I was, because I was fucking dude, I literally almost cried when he went off on a fucking stretcher. Yeah. I was so scared. So scared because whenever you see a player go off on a stretcher, it's never like, you know, yeah. It's, it's never really like, oh, no, he's going to be fine. He's going to be back in like a week or two. Normally, when a player gets taken off on a stretcher and they put a boot on his fucking leg, on his ankle, it's no bueno. That's also like, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, it's not his first injury. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's kind of weird. You know, you, he gets playing time. And I don't know if he overdoes himself or or... Maybe he's not training right or, or something. No, he, he fell on his ankle awkward. That, I don't well, think the, that the tackle from Rose him. was bad, first of all. Yeah, and he landed on his ankle. Like, his ankle yeah. got turned over awkwardly. Like, I don't think that's exactly. like, anything to do with his discipline with training. No, no, I don't think so either. I, I think the tackle was nasty. The way the slow-mo, it shows that, like... His ankle got hooked under the other player's leg, yeah. and it bent, like, really weird. Yeah. And I was like, I'm oh, just, my God. I'm just saying, because we nice. all saw that picture when Slatan got that, that that foot right in his knee. Oh, dude, and I thought still, Slatan was... And he's still yeah. playing. And yeah, but you cannot compare, way. like, Slatan's build to, like, fucking <laughs> Mkhitaryan's They're build. Both kind and of skinny, one was, yeah. like, a flesh wound, and the other one yeah. was, like... You know, possibly a sprained ankle. Yeah, because yeah. he got him right on the joint, like right where the where the where the ankle bends on the ankle itself. Yeah. Like yeah. it's different, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. regardless, 
I am thankful, even though at the moment I was like freaking the fuck out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful that Mo came out and he's like, no, no, he's fine. It doesn't seem as bad as we thought it was. He'll be back after two matches. Yeah, for, if, uh, it, if it was worse, there would be some sort of uh, label attached to it. Like, it would yeah. be like a sprained ankle or like, a, yeah. you know, a torn ligament or something like that. But yeah, they're not, it's nothing. They're not even attaching anything. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. So, um, good news. <clears throat> so that's that's good news. Um, I don't. I, what else can we say about Mkhitaryan besides the fact that like he's so good? Like, um, I I thought I thought that the foul right was again again. This is a game we won, but that foul was because the ref was letting so much other shit go, like. Yeah. Rose had a couple a couple fouls that he should have been yellow carded for. A couple players too on 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 Tottenham and even in United probably. Mm-hmm. I don't remember like exactly. But the ref just kind of let that shit slide. So, yeah. you know, I think if you're a referee and you're letting the game play itself out like that, like hard, you're more prone to having an injury because of a Player like Rose, who's a who was a, who's what he was a left back, is get get he got fucking so beat, <laughs> mm-hmm. like and Rose is a fast dude. I didn't notice how fast lot uh, how fast Mkhitaryan was until this match versus Tottenham. I knew he was quick, but seeing him play against some because Rose is really fast, and seeing him like pick up from like not like so no momentum, he goes from no momentum to like. Fucking 100, like, real quick. Like, whoa. And and it was, it was unfortunate, but it's also good news that he's not injured, right? So, we won. We beat Tottenham. Oh, my God, dude. Are you guys as nervous as me towards the end? Yeah. Because, you know. For sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was, I'm not going to lie, guys. I was looking at my fucking screen this is like I have literally no hair anymore, not on my beard or on my head, and I didn't know what to pull, dude. I was like, "Oh my god, I was going so crazy." It was, it was nuts. It was nuts. Um, what? Any other takeaways you guys took away from that match? Um, just again, coming so close to finishing on so many occasions, and just not, you know, like a pass is there. But the, you know, the player doesn't cut right or vice versa or something, you know, like they're just ever so close to like running away with these games, you know. So I don't even know like how you work on that. Like, how do you work on like finishing and capitalizing? Like, that's always the intention. And like winning by a by a short difference puts a lot of pressure on, on the defense and they kind of held their own, you know. They, they, yeah, I'm oh, I'm really surprised uh, uh, the level that Rojo's playing, even though he could have been sent off again. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's like two weeks in a row we say that shit. By the way, <laughs> but uh, uh, but other than that, I mean that you know, the, I guess not putting Fellaini in helps out a lot. <laughs> Yo, but he, but okay, so. Hey, you mentioned that I wasn't gonna say anything, but you called you you said it. 
Yeah. You okay, remember last week we talked, we talked about how, like, Felady was never going to fucking play again, right? You guys were adamant about the fact that, like, after that, like, shit show that we had at Everton where Felady costs the match, that we were never going to see him play I'm again. Just, it Yo, was just wishful thinking. Mo dedicated that match to him. <sighs> no. I don't... Okay, so... Before we get to Crystal Palace, we have to talk about what's going on. Do we totally skip right over now. the Europa League match on Thursday? Oh yeah, we did, huh? Yeah, we didn't talk about that in the previous episode. No, because no, no, we didn't. No, we, no, we didn't, didn't, huh? No. We were gonna cover that one and and Tom. Who did we play? <laughs> yeah, we we missed that one. Sora. <laughs> we did miss that. One. Oh, look at us, so professional. <laughs> Um, Zoro, Zoro, so well, we, Zoro, we beat Zoro, what, 2-0? Yeah, 2-0. 2-0. Yeah. Oh, but, the, okay, so that's what I, see, thank you, Andre, you're a fucking genius, because that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Well, we talked about, like, right before that match, we recorded, and we said, like, oh, yeah, there's going to be, like, uh, Fellaini's no longer going to yeah, be on the he pitch. He was subbed, right? He was he, on the bench. He was subbed on for the Zoria match, right? He was subbed on for the Zoria match. Which we won 2-0, which is great because we are playing Saint-Étienne, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's a French team. It's a, uh, in the round of 32. Uh, Pogba's older brother is a defender who plays on that team. Um, we have drawn, you know, that. Uh, so that's cool. Um, I don't, there's really, not, I don't remember much from the Zoria game only because, um, uh, because it was so far away. I do remember that Mkhitaryan was fucking amazing too. And he scored his first goal for United. Um, and then he scored again versus um, Tottenham. So I think it's sad. It's really sad that he kind of got injured, like a small injury. Because I think he could have gone on like a scoring run. It looks, it looked like it, right? That he could, you know, he could keep going with that momentum. Um, so yeah, let's... Uh, do you guys have anything to say about Zoya before I go into this Fellaini Mourinho love that I want to get into? Nah, that's too long ago. <laughs> it was, I mean, it, it was, um, it was a good match. They, we talked about this before. They just needed a tie to to move on to the next phase. Um, you know, to close out that group phase with the two nil, like you know, emotional wise, I I think that puts them in a good spot. But like we said before, you know, the teams to come are not going to be easy teams, you know. Um, right. And, you know, being right now, um, what, 27 points in the Premier League, you know, sixth, sixth, sixth place. Um, that puts a lot of pressure on the Europa League. A lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, so I'm glad. So I was... I'm I'm still like kind of um, perplexed and a little torn between, you know, going all because because I still think that Mo probably plays the stronger teams in the Europa League, or at least that's what it's been like until we've been getting these little two games winning in the Premier League. Um, so I'm still like torn between like wanting to be in the Europa League and wanting to get the fuck out so we can focus on the Premier League because right now. The top four, they're they're like falling apart, and it's amazing to watch City fall apart, Arsenal fall apart, and Tottenham fall apart. So like yeah. that only makes it better for us. I think Nick maybe called this like a couple months ago, where he's like, "Yeah, they're gonna start falling apart in December," and I'm like, you know, it's kind of happening. You know what I mean? It was a so, big week for sure. 
Yeah, especially sure, with dude. the win over Tottenham, that kind of counted double, you know. And and Arsenal and City dropping points. Arsenal this week, mm-hmm. City last week dropping points. It's huge. I think Chelsea are way ahead of the pack. I don't think there's catching up to Chelsea. Six I really point don't. lead. <laughs> they have a six point lead on second place, and they have like a thirteen point lead on us. You know, so I think Chelsea's probably gonna be like Premier League champs this year. By it, something crazy happens where, like, they just, you know, <laughs> implode or some shit. Um, but I highly doubt it. Um, Conte's a really good coach, and I don't think that's going to happen. So, so I'm I'm torn. Like, I was happy we beat Zoria because it, you know, helps us on this. We've won. We're three games on the bounce right now, right? Um, from tying with Everton, to, uh, not this last week, but the week before. We're three games on the bounce. But that also means that, like, in two months, when we're maybe fighting for, like, fourth or third spot, we're going to have to be fucking playing in the Europa League, and that's going to suck. And like Andre said, those teams are, like, no joke. Like, they're not, like, Champions League level, but some are. And also, a lot of those teams, like, this is, like, I think I said this before, this is, like, their Champions League because they know that they can't actually play in the Champions League. So this is how they get trophies. This is how they get money too because you get money when you win the the Europa League as well as with the Champions League. The club does. So so it's not going to be a cakewalk. Like it's definitely not going to be easy. So, I don't know. It's it's a uh, It's kind of like, you know, like a double-edged sword type of thing being in the Europa League, but We'll see what happens. Um, I, I'm just glad that we don't have to worry about that for like two months. So we can put that on the back burner for now. Um, okay, so I really want to get into this. Uh, Andre reminded me. I forgot about it. Uh, I, I had it in my mind yesterday, but now um, I remember now. This love between the wig and the boss. Can somebody explain to me what in the fuck is Mo thinking, right? With his actions and his comments about fucking Fellaini. Somebody, please. Andre, maybe you're the more... I think you're the more sensible out of, like, the three of us when it comes to Fellaini. So explain to me, like, yo, I don't get it. I I told you guys this was going to happen. Only because I think Mo's a crazy motherfucker that I thought this was going to happen. But, dude, How? Like, he dedicated the win versus fucking versus Tottenham to him. And he brought him on towards the end. I mean, as a, as a manager, as a coach, you, I mean, you have kind of the responsibility not only to criticize, but to also try to lift their spirits. Because at one point, yeah. he may need them. Uh, or he may feel yeah. as a coach that he may need him. We as fans like think differently. We as fans were like, no, get get him the fuck out. We're more direct when it comes to that. But he, uh, him as a manager, he may think or obviously thinks different than us. Um, so we we talked about a last po- last podcast where he kind of threw him threw Fellaini under the bus, you know, saying that yeah. he put him in to hold the match and it ended up costing the match. Um, that puts a hurt, you know, emotionally. And and in football, every everything plays a part. Emotions, uh, your physical, everything, you know. Um, and 
he he may have felt that he needed to like you know lift his spirits try to get something out of him you know as much as he can till he might transfer him i mean we don't know what's going to happen at the end hopefully as fans we're hoping that he you know gets him the fuck out but um i just think he's trying to like have him as best as he can for the moments that he feels that he needs them. Um, and or maybe he's <laughs> using it as an opportunity to like to you know kind of send a message to other players on the team that like hey if you fuck up like I'm gonna be pissed at you, but it's not the end of the world you know like you're still a part of the team whatever you know hmm. like obviously that's just totally <laughs> guessing uh, what his intentions were but hopefully i guess is maybe what you're yeah. trying to say is that hopefully he was using this as an opportunity to send a message to other players rather than you know fully support that fruity haired motherfucker like, and, and and let us let us not forget when he first got to united he said that fellaini is gonna be uh, what did he say? Part of his plans, yeah, he's, like a big part of his yeah. plans. And so, um, loco. I, <laughs> I don't know. Sasun loco, man. <laughs> I don't crazy. I don't know, but like, okay, maybe he's trying to work with him still. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe he's still trying to I work guess, with him. Dude, I guess, dude. Okay, so I, I'm obviously like, you know, we're guessing here. We don't know. Like, I, I, I I'm baffled. One thing I do, I do, I don't want to run this by you guys, and I wanted to see what you thought before I, I before I gave my train of thought is, Fellaini got on the pitch, you know, versus Tottenham, and he was booed, in at Old Trafford. That's um, also the reason why the coach needs you, to come out and say what he said. Right. So, what do you what do you guys think about the reaction of the fans at Old Trafford booing Fellaini? Would you have been booing or not if you were there? I would have totally been booing, and I think it's legit to boo. Like, think about it. The fans are looking at the game from a an entirely emotional viewpoint, whereas the coach can't look at it like that. It can't be emotional for him, you know? Like, he's got to make logical decisions, which makes you question that even more. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> at, you know like we were saying, kind of the fact that he endorsed uh, Fellaini early on. If he puts Fellaini in there and he loses games and he's like, all right, you're out of here, that's also calling into question his judgment of you know, how he thought Fellaini was going to play a big role on the team. Yeah. So he's kind of got to defend Fellaini to defend himself. So what about you, Andre? Do you think the booing of Fellaini um, is warranted? I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, I come from a different mindset, um, you know, before being a United fan. Um, from a different bubble bath? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking He's going to slow it down for you. Um, real calm and slow. Let me put some Isaac Hayes real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the lights down. Turn the lights real, down. Real low. Put yeah. the fader on the lights <laughs> and turn it down. Fuck you both. <laughs> Sorry, um, what you were saying? Go ahead, man. 
Um, no, I mean, I, I come from the mindset. I'm a. I think most listeners know that I'm a Boca Juniors fan, and we don't we don't boo, regardless of yeah. of how you play last game, regardless of you know if you cost us the game or not. We don't boo because, like I said before, we know that in football everything plays a part, even the emotions. Mm-hmm. And so, coming in the pitch and getting booed does not help you perform to what maybe you could. And I said I said this last podcast, and you told me to get the fuck out of here. But we know that <laughs> Fellaini's had he's had good interceptions. He's played decent games. He's he's, he's had decent good games and bad games. I mean terrible yeah. games. Um, Yes. But you know, putting him on the pitch and getting booed at will not, you know, at home, at home, will not bring fans. him, you know, to like a, at least decent game. You know, yeah, it, it will, it will throw him off. It would completely throw him off. Right. And the last thing you need is a player to be on the pitch thrown off, you know, by the boos. Yeah. Um, so, so I think, I think you guys both make like really sound state, like you know, points. I, I really like, I. I can, like, I, I see what Nick mentions, like, I see what he says when he says, like, it's understandable and he would do the same because fans are emotional. Like, we are pretty emotional, mm-hmm. right, as fans sure. of the team, of our franchise or whatever. Um, so, so I get that. But I, I'm more like Andre in the sense where, like, when, when you're at Old Trafford and, you know, Fellaini, dude, I do not want him to be at my club. I do not want him to be a United player. I categorically, unapologetically do not want him to be at United anymore. But he is still a United player. And I do not think that booing him at home is productive. You know what I mean? And we, like, I always, (laughs) I always, I always used to see, um, I I've never I've never I've I've never seen a player get booed at United at least not to nothing that comes to mind like you know anything recently or from past couple years nothing nothing comes to mind right now um, I do remember what the what the fans did with that plane for David Moyes I I remember like sarcastic like cheers for Fellaini um, for LVG two at one point. But not booing. I was surprised to hear him being booed. Um, and I also was a little disappointed, to be honest with you, with United fans that he got booed. Not because I don't agree with the booing. Because I talked in the, enough shit about that dude to know that like I don't you know, want him in my, in, in my team. But he is technically still, he, and apparently according to what Jose says... He will be a United player even after the transfer window is done. And he might even be a United player next year. And that would be insane. So, but. so Leo, if you were at that game, would you have been booing? I don't know, man. I don't. I see. I, I want to say no. I really want to say no. But I might have been swept up in, yeah, the, in the emotion of well, it. Well, you, you, you know might I mean? have felt Were you booing at the TV? No, I was cursing at the TV. Okay, well, then you'd be booing. <laughs> That's a pretty good indication of cursing. how you'd be acting at the game. Yeah, Just I, I think... intensified. I think... You'd be cursing and booing even louder than those fans, I imagine. Right. 
Right, and, and you're probably right, but I, I understand, and I, I would wish that I would not react that way, and I wish that I would react the way that, like, most people react, most fans react, and especially in football, right? Which is, like, you support your team, and you support your players in the good times and in the bad times, no matter what. I mean, I'm the same with United. I'm going to support this club when we have David Moyes for a manager, and when we have Mo for a manager. Like, I hated Moyes, but I watched every match. I was sad and I was happy when we won and we lost. Like, the whole nine, right? But I think you're right. I think that in the moment, if people around me... Like, I would definitely be upset. I would definitely be cursing. And if people around me start booing, I would probably get caught up in the emotion of it and do the same thing. Because when Fellaini was warming up... um. I was, like, looking at my TV and cursing up a storm. Like, you know, like, what the fuck is Mo thinking? Why is he warming up? He shouldn't come. Like, I I was doing what probably fans were doing instead of saying it, but booing it at the stadium, right? But I do think that Andre is 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 in the right where, he, where we as fans, especially when you're at the games, right, where you should show all the – like, in the Premier League, everybody says there's no denying it that United United has the best fans. We have the best away fans. When we're losing two three zero or something like that or one zero or whatever, our away fans are chanting like we're winning, right? Which I think is great. So it was a little weird for me to hear the boos for a player at Old Trafford. I think you 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 nailed it, Nick. Where you're telling when you're asking me if I were going to boo and if I probably got caught up in it. Yeah, I would probably probably would. I wouldn't want to, but my emotion is not gonna is gonna get the best of me for sure. I mean, I'm Hispanic, so it's yeah. even worse. You know what I mean? So, well, so I get it. I and Fellaini, I think, is a rare case also because this guy has been like. You know, looks like you just want to punch him in the face. He's, well, he. <laughs> That also, you know, <laughs> yeah. No matter how he has his hair, whether it's yeah. in cornrows or all throwed out, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. he's been he's been kind of like halfway out the door for quite a while now. You know, because at least, at least because for of things us, like right? this. The fans. Well, no, I mean, like, yeah, I guess because of the fans, but also like he's been on the verge of being transferred. For a long time because of his, like, you know, things like the other day. You know, like, things like yeah. last week in the game against Everton. Wasn't he an yeah. ex-Everton so, player? Yeah. That's probably where the boot comes from. I, I, I get it. That's also why I because... said... That's also... No, because he got booed at Old Trafford. No, no, but he cost the, the game versus game. he cost the game versus Everton. Oh and yeah, well, fan, he would have cost the game versus anybody. He would have gotten booed. I think people are, f- I, I think fans are fed up with, like giving Fellaini a chance when and, he doesn't give Schneiderlin, Schweinsteiger, and Memphis a chance. And, I think that's and it's at a point more... of the season where like, you you're in a rebuilding phase somewhat. You know, like you yeah. just went through two other managers. You're, mm-hmm. You spent an incredible sum of money on some of the most talented players in the world. And yeah. and you got a guy like Fellaini coming in in two <laughs> minutes and giving the game away at a moment where we can't lose games, especially against, you know, like middle of the pack teams like Everton. So yeah. I, I 
totally, totally understand the booze. And I for <laughs> sure would have been quite, quite wasted at that game. And I would have been <laughs> quite willing to boo as well. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we don't understand why Mo loves Fellaini. I, I don't get it. I don't I mean, understand. It's, it's, we don't understand also. I mean, Mourinho is such a unique individual. Uh, and I don't say yeah, that in a flattering manner because <laughs> I said time and time again, I'm not a fan of the guy. I'll support him because yeah. he's in United and while yeah. he's in United and while I'm in this podcast, yeah. I'll, I'll support any coach. But um, yeah. but he's very unique in the sense that he's willing to replace, sub out, pretty much kill any like player that he, de- seemed, like, he thinks that he should. And he's willing to support players that, you know, most people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, you know, case in point, when he was in Madrid, he took out one of the best goalkeepers in Spain. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. I don't want this guy. And he took him out. Um, yeah. And he comes to United and he's praising the one player that everybody's like, get him the fuck out. <laughs> so it's <laughs> he, like... He wants to keep yeah, it. He's, he's, yeah, he's just so unique as a coach. He's... he's Super weird. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, he's so hard to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mo Mo is so hard to read. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like you don't know. Like you really like if you think about it. Like I, like the way that Mkhitaryan was treated in the beginning, we were up in arms about it. We were so confused. Yeah. Right. But whether Mo knew what the fuck he was doing or whether it just worked out that way, mm-hmm. apparently it was all good. Right? Yeah, and even um, Mkhitaryan said it wasn't it wasn't Jose, it was me. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he said it was himself. Yeah. He was exactly. like I had to change the way that I looked at things. Yeah. So So that's it, it, that speaks volumes. That that says a lot about him, right? And it says a lot about Jose. It just but like I said, he's so difficult to like understand. He's such a complex individual. Right. And maybe that's what makes him such a great coach. Right. Regardless of his downfalls and his fuck ups and the, the, the how every time he leaves a club, everything just implodes from within with him or explodes. But he has the. <laughs> yeah. Well, what that's regardless. Because uh, Chelsea's number um, one right now. <laughs> yeah. So but he has the trophies to prove that he is a great coach and one of the best For coaches. Sure. Right, yeah, so but, nobody can take that away from him. I don't, I, um, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Having, having, having oh. trophies. It, I mean, it's like a resume. It's like when you go apply for a job and you show your resume. Obviously, you know you're gonna show off everything that you have accomplished, but that doesn't make you, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you're gonna be an excellent, excellent employee. Um, no, no, but we're not talking about his. Like how he is as like a, I mean, we know he's a crazy motherfucker dude, I mean, as a person, look, but I'm talking about like like his win record and his yeah, but you, you know you, accomplishments you have, are not luck. Uh, I mean you and you have, and, and and Andre and yeah. and and he also was the only ever team that he was given to him kind of already formed and ready to go was Madrid. All right. He won the Champions League with lesser teams than anybody, any other coaches like Pep 
and the guy yeah, who's and, uh, and not only Biden that, right now. you look at like you just commented on how Chelsea is doing so <laughs> well right now. That's pretty much a team that he assembled. That's the built, same yeah. team that he won the Premier League with a couple of years ago. With like a, an addition just, or two. I'm time. just saying, like you Dante have. Dante didn't have to change a whole lot there. I'm just saying you have Not coaches like Simeone that comes with no title. I mean, no big cups or no Champions League and is doing a yeah. remarkable job and he's I think he's gonna be coaching Inter uh, next year next season um, yeah you know you have coaches like that that doesn't have like the record that Mourinho has and they come in they do an excellent job um, well but but Simeone but, will end up becoming like well you have to also understand like Simeone is young He's new to coaching. Well, not new, but like, I mean, relatively speaking, compared, to Mo, yeah, compared, he's new. Yeah. Comparatively to Mo, he's new, yeah. right? Jose did everything that Simeone is doing when he first started coaching too. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have the trophies to back him up. He got chosen. He Pep got chosen over him at Barca when L, when when LVG left, which is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> So funny. It's funny to me that the, one of two of the best coaches that are currently like alive right now coaching were mentors of LVG, who fucking was batshit banana hammock crazy last season with us. And like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, whoa. Mentors or mentees? Like, you know what I mean? Ment- Men- mentors? They were students mentees? of Mourinho yeah. or? They were students, students of his. Okay. Yeah, students, students whatever. Yeah, he mentored them, I guess. Well, LVG was kind of pretty crazy mentors. too. The Fresh Maker. <laughs> the Fresh Maker. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored yeah. by. <laughs> <laughs> by Rubber Duckies um, and Bubble Baths. <laughs> lavender um, scented candles. <laughs> and, uh, and Glade candles. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Mo, like... Now he's the coach with the with the uh, with the titles and the trophies, but he wasn't that when he won the Champions League with I think it was Porto his first coaching job, with no like outstanding like players he brought players through to that team, so so I get what you're saying, but he's he's been those coaches that you talk about. Mm-hmm. He's just not those coaches now because he's older coached in a lot of different places already and a lot more you know just you know advanced and stuff so it, it, it makes sense that he would become the next manager uh, at united just, if that's what they were looking i'm just for. talking about like the right now like i don't know i think somebody like right, but, but i, I yeah, think like somebody like you really simeone can't compare could... like simeone and mo i mean because I said they're in two different places in their careers right now. You get what I mean? I, I get it. I'm just saying that uh, relatively and, and you know, history-wise, Mourinho has a lot more on, on Simeone. But right now, yeah. I think any team would bet on either one. Like I, I Oh, no, like, for sure. Yeah, for sure. either one. Simeone's, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. 100%, mm-hmm. dude. But Simeone wasn't available, just how he wasn't available for Argentina. Yeah, I know. He wasn't available for United. I know, I know. I'm just. I'm, he didn't I'm, want. He didn't yeah. want to. He didn't want to stop. I'm just saying that they were both free right now, like available. Yeah, they would both like have yeah, equal I, chances. I would probably go anything. for Simeone only because I like him as like his attitude. I like his personality. Um, but anyway, so we kind of went on a tangent. Um, I'll bring it back here to um, 
Today's game. Uh, today's game, I guess, because we uh, we already covered Tottenham. I'm glad we got those three points. That was, what what was that needed, my friends? That was so needed. Um, we played Crystal Palace today. Three days after we beat Tottenham at home, we go to I think Crystal Palace. They're from London, so I think we go to London, and we play Crystal Palace. And I didn't get to watch the game live because I was out doing stuff. Shame, shame. Um, I did. Neither. Shame, shame, shame. Um, Andre did. Wa- did you watch from the second half? Or from no, the I watched a uh, minute watched thirty. It from the bubble bath. Minute. Th- I was. How <laughs> was that word? He's still there. <laughs> minute. He's still at that bubble bath. Minute thirty. <laughs> minute thirty. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so you saw all the goals. Yeah. Like, at, in real time. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what do you think about this match? Since you saw the, I saw the whole match too, but I didn't watch it live. But I want to get your impression first. Um. It was, I mean, obviously it was a good match since we won, but but mm-hmm. it was kind of like what? they, <laughs> after the first goal, after the first goal, it seemed like United kind of wanted to just hold that, just just hold that mm-hmm. one nil. Yeah. And um, it, like right, second half, like right when Crystal Palace scored, they could, they kind of looked like, Oh shit! You know we we need to make we need a yeah. we need this win. Um, mm-hmm. Rooney pr- played an as a, at an excellent level. I think he had a couple shots in. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, you know he didn't make them. Um, mm-hmm. That first goal, that pass from Slatan, it was a chess pass, like a booby pass. <laughs> it was a booby pass to called, Pogba. That could have been a called like a handball. Though. It could have been. Yeah. It could have been. Um, yeah. Um, but and offsides. And offsides. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they were talking about how Pogba could have been offsides. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. It was. It was a good game overall. I. I liked uh, uh, Rojo's performance as center back again. He. He. He's showing to. You know, to have a. He's playing. Him and Jones are playing really. His level well. has has, you know, he he's. Yeah, they've both elevated their level, yeah. at center back like these last month or a half, almost two months, yeah. um, and I like that, um, um, Mo didn't separate them and that he kept them as center backs and put Bai as a right back. Um, Although it didn't. Um, didn't in the game against Tottenham didn't Bayi come in as center back? In Tottenham game, he came in for. I think he came in for Rojo, right? No, was it Rojo? Pretty um, sure. And maybe actually, Mourinho has said good My... things about Rojo. He says he he said he he likes the way Rojo plays as a center back. He likes, you know, mm-hmm. his his tactic, um, which apparently is going both feet up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mourinho likes that. <laughs> I mean, until Rojo gets red carded, I think we're all gonna support him. <laughs> yeah, he. This is like the second or third week that we start the podcast. Like, um, he could have been red carded. <laughs> like he should have been red carded, right? So it's like, what the fuck? 
I mean, hey, at least luck is on our side now. How it wasn't hasn't been before. But um, um it, it should have been funny that his name is Rojo. <laughs> yeah, that's red for the English speakers. Um, ah, yeah. oh, that's why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, dude. Anyways, but um, the goal from the Mata's goal that was called offside was not offside. And that was clearly not offside. By and the way. penalty that close. the penalty that wasn't called, which I just found out reading on the news, that was the whole reason why Rooney was so pissed. Yeah, that's why Rooney. Yeah, was there so was pissed. a handball in the area, and that that handball that that Rojo went crazy for too. Yeah, and it, it was on yeah. him. And so he, when Rooney got subbed out, he. I like fired up Rooney guys. Yeah. I think angry, bearded, fired up, stumpy Rooney is like the Rooney we need. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I think I, I love it, I dude. It was, I fucking love I think it. It was Nick who said early on when we were bashing on. Well, no, actually, Leo was bashing on Rooney. But Nick said that Rooney he gets in shape, but towards you know the middle of the <laughs> of the tournament, yeah, right. <laughs> he yeah, starts off real Nick slow, and then he gets better he as the tournament pissed. goes on. <laughs> It shouldn't be that way yeah. because right now we're what like sixth place with twenty seven points, you know. Exactly. Um, well, imagine if he was fit in the beginning of the season and he was playing like he was playing in the beginning. It might, now, it might have been a different story. It might have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. You can so say the same my, about Mickey too, though. Yeah, that's so. But true. Mickey didn't have the same. All my ch- complaining hold on, was hold on, like but Mickey didn't have the same chances as Rooney. I mean, we. I remember it, it was. Several podcasts, several weeks that we bashed on more Rooney than Fellaini, and Mkhitaryan yeah. did not have that shot. He had the shot against City, and then he was yeah, benched for a we're long. We're talking game. about if both of them were fit, you know. Oh, if they were both fit, I think Mkhitaryan came more yeah. fit than Rooney. But to, you yeah, Mkhitaryan was <laughs> out because he wasn't fit, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, Rooney just was playing unfit. <laughs> How many times did we like ask where Mickey was, and yeah. the answer was he's not in football shape, you know? Like, yeah. and, and so. fat ass Rudy was just like rolling down the fucking fucking field, <laughs> yeah. struggling to fucking play. Yeah, we were being told that Mick, yo, Mkhitaryan not in football shape is a hundred times more in shape than what Wayne Rooney was in the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the season. There's, there's, but I don't want to bash on Wayne Rooney because he is doing great. playing. He's doing great. Yeah, yeah, he's doing really good. Um, he's I'm good. Really, one thing that really I'm excited. One thing that really annoyed me about the commentators, um, I was listening. The only stream I found was in Spanish. Was on ESPN. Ugh. The one thing that like ugh, just annoyed me was like every time Pogba had a shot or took a shot or, you know, mm-hmm. I think almost every time that Pogba had the ball, basically. Um, yeah, they were had a great game today. They were, by the way. they were, they kept saying, "Oh, the, it's the hundred million dollar player or whatever." I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, yeah, that's so why I don't watch dude, the commentators in like, Spanish." There's, I mean, what does that mean that he's gonna be like freaking Superman or something and score in every game? That doesn't. I mean, he's a great player. He's he's got great skills and he's worth that. Whatever. I mean, his manager said he's worth that. He's worth that. That's fine. Whatever. You know, yeah. let it go. Hell that yeah. doesn't mean anything. You know. Yeah, that doesn't like his price tag is irrelevant right now. Um, Pogba had a really good match too. Too. Pogba is coming from like a string of really good matches. Today he was he was everywhere, dude. I th- 
everyone. As long as he's that, in this... And that's kind of what my point was before, um, Andre, with, uh, with how we played... If you look at how Pogba played on Sunday versus Tottenham compared to how he played today versus Crystal Palace, he was more active offensively today than he was versus Tottenham on Sunday. Because he, he, in order for him to be, you know, how he played at Juve and how we know that he can play, mm-hmm. he needs to play with a holding midfielder, kind of, which is Carrick, and another f- midfielder, which is Herrera. Mm-hmm. Um, when he doesn't play with three, two other midfielders, and when he plays with creative players like Mkhitaryan and Mata and Rooney, which they're more prone to not be in the midfield helping him out, holding back, um... He is less, you know, influential on the game, all, even though he still has some amazing long passes and short passes that he gets off and take-ons and all this shit. But, you know, that's that was that was my point. My point is, look at the game on Sunday versus Tottenham and look yeah, at but, his performance. But it, in, in, now, I'm not saying it was bad. It was still really good compared but, to today's game yeah. where he plays with two midfielders. But, but and it was at, the same, at the same time, you know, um, okay, so... You could have three creators basically, and Pogba a little bit mm-hmm. back in the midfield, or you can have what one less creator, and Pogba pushed up a little further. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's give or take. Uh, uh, yeah, like I think I think Nick says this a lot. It's a good problem to it's, have. It's, a, it's an yeah, awesome problem right? to have. It's a really good problem yeah. to have because when when Mkhitaryan you know got injured and everybody was freaking out, including myself. Once I calmed down and Jose came out and said, like, <coughs> excuse me, it's only, like, a week. He'll be fine. I was like, okay, cool. But we have two two games before he can come back. But I was like, oh, don't worry, guys. We have Juan Mata as his backup. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like, oh. And Rooney's playing really well. Even Rooney as his backup is not that much of a down. It's a downgrade, but it's not, like, a huge downgrade. It's not Rooney from the beginning of the season. It's Rooney now who's and doing really as, well. as far as speed, we have Rashford, we have Lingard, um, you know, the, yeah, the Rashford Memphis, Ra- who doesn't get yeah. any matches. But Rashford came in but. today and he's fast. I mean, there's no doubt yeah, about that. Um, so yeah. if it's speed wise, you know, um, Ra- Ra- Rashford is young, yeah. man. You, you guys got to remember. And I keep telling people when people like talk on Twitter about how like, or I read articles where they're like, yeah, Rashford hasn't scored in like six games or something. He's 19. He yeah, literally graduated high school like that. last year. I'm not worried about Rashford not scoring goals. Right I'd be more worried. He's about, learning so much. I mean, I'd be more worried yeah, about Slatan not scoring or Rooney not scoring or even Pogba not yeah. scoring because yeah. he was worth 100 I totally, million. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. That's <laughs> why I sure, think dude. that that the the outcome of this game was so crucial. Like not only in the sense that the team had a one nothing lead. They got equalized. That's I mean, how many times have we gone, you know, wanted to crawl into a dark hole because <laughs> they they finished with a draw because of yeah. that very thing. So for them to get a win late in the game is that huge clutch, moving dude. forward. Huge. And not only that, Zlatan needed to be that guy that scored that goal yeah. because that, I mean, like most of his you know, good qualities come from his confidence, you know, mm-hmm. and we've kind of seen that fade over the last, like, you know, couple weeks. And so 
to have him be the guy that wins that game for them is it it, it means so much. I don't I don't think yeah. so much confidence that that he's lacked. I think it's more like he's had more frustration. I I think the frustration that we all that we've talked about that we all see and feel about not being able to finish. Right. Um, not being able to score regardless of who it is. Because I, I think at the end of the day, Slotham doesn't care who scores um, as long as United wins. Um, yeah. And and to not see that and, and, and to see how, you know, you, you're doing a hell of, or a decent game. You have a lot of shots on goal and, you know, a lot of chances created. And, you know, to finish the game with the tie kind of frustrates the hell out of them. Um, so I don't yeah. think it's a lack of confidence. I just think it's o- an overwhelming frustration. And and like you said, I think scoring, you know, and and finishing this game because that that goal came in like ninety one minutes. <laughs> um, just kind of like relieves them. Eighty eight, I think. No, I think it was eighty seven, thirty eight. Yeah, the goal today was like the eighty seventh, eighty eighth minute. Okay. Yeah, but it it was still like. Towards the well, end, I was basically. streaming. So and they scored, they, and they scored the first goal at the extra the extra minute in in Before the first half. half. Yeah, yeah, forty six minutes in, they scored it, and it was only one minute extra. It was. I, th- I think you guys are both right. I, I think this was this game today was so clutch. Like we needed this win, right? We needed this win because it was away. We needed this win. Because we just won on Sunday versus another team in the Premier League, right? And we needed to make sure that we can win and we can score without Mkhitaryan, right? Uh-huh. Because we have been going on a decent run, not a great run before, because Mkhitaryan's been playing and he's been showing that he's a great player. We need to have him on the pitch all the time. But there are going to be times like now where he might not be able to play due to injury, due to tiredness, due to whatever, due to Mo wanting to play Fellaini over him, um, whatever the case may be. So I think I think it was crucial, and the fact that we got a late goal was fucking. Sp- this could only, the only thing that this can do is boost our confidence. Yeah, and this especially between Pogba and Zlatan, because like how many yeah. times have we seen those guys? Comes so close to being, you know, on like highlight reels connecting mm-hmm. between the two, and it, ju- yeah. it just hasn't happened. And like, yeah. well, I mean, there, and today there have we get them some, both, but yeah, yeah. and tonight, ha- and tonight we get them both do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get Pogba assisted by Slatan and Slatan assisted by Pogba. I st- it's, yeah. it's I still feel that yeah. that Slatan needs somebody like what he had in PSG. I'm not going to say his name. But I... I Look, if you mention I'm not gonna, sniveling... I'm not going to say it. But I'm just saying, I think he needs somebody to play on the outside constantly. You know? Yeah. Um, be switching mm-hmm. back and forth between left and right. Not a static position. More like <coughs> just floating mm-hmm. left and right. Trying to look for those centers, those passes from the sides. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. I think he really needs that. He really, really needs that. Right now, he's 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 doing the best he can with what there is and and what Mourinho's playing with. But I think the fact yeah. that w- what we talked about last podcast that M- Mourinho's looking into a, a, a winger, um, I forget his name now, but um, I think it, it falls on that. I think it falls on Slatan needing somebody on the outside constantly to 
yeah. to assist him. I think I think you have a point. I, I think Slatan thrives with good wing play and good passes into the box, whether it's crosses or direct passes from left to right into the box to him. He thrives because on that because he he did he did he, great he, when um, he had Lavesi um, playing yeah. as a wing in PSG. Then Lavesi went to China mm-hmm. and PSG got you know the uh, the. Person yeah, well, what we say, it just said they got Di Maria. Got Di, Maria. And Di Maria fucking lit that shit up. Yeah, and 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 in, in lit, our he lit that shit up with in him. our national team, uh, Lavesi is a substitute for Di Maria. They play the same position, so having yeah, that, know. you know, it wasn't much of a change for Slatan. He was like, okay, we're just replacing one for one. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's very used to that, and you know, and coming to yeah, I, United I did... and not having that available to him kind of through his game off. Well, he's playing differently than when he yeah. played at PSG. He has to. But he has to because you don't have that. The thing about Slatan is that he, like, the thing that I think that I like and that, not, not that I think that I like, but that I know that I like about him is, yes, he was used to playing this more of a poacher type of, you know, stay in the box or run around the box and get goals because you had somebody like Di Maria who could thread the needle and put a perfect pass on him. Because because Di Maria was you know I don't know if he's still that good but he was that good at least last year at PSG, um, but what I like is that his his game doesn't just rely on one thing, he's playing more deeper and letting people run off him, mm-hmm. and he's creating chances that way too. I agree. I think that maybe if you put somebody like if if. Um, if Memphis were to get a chance to play how he played, where he played in Holland, as a wide attacker, maybe you can have something like that. But unfortunately, Memphis isn't getting the chance, and maybe Mo doesn't trust him. And he's, uh, according to what I've read online, he's looking to sell him and Schneiderlin. So those are two players that are going to go before Fellaini ever goes. But I mean, if he gets this this attacking uh, forward, the kid we mentioned, I mean. I wouldn't be mad at that. <laughs> uh, even if Memphis's gone, I, I wouldn't be mad at you know bringing somebody, who, you know, with the record that this kid has and and the skill that he has shown. Um, I wouldn't be mad at that. Like, that'd yeah, be cool, be cool. But uh, also, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the transfer. Also, I heard that the players. I heard that they're talking to Slatan to see if he'll renew for another year. They're trying to convince him to stay for another. Well, he's year. already renewed yeah, for they one already, year. Yeah, they already have that option, mm-hmm. and Mourinho yeah. said he was going to exercise that option. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if not, then they yeah, were so going to they were going to think of uh, bringing Cavani in. Yeah, no, I don't. I, Two different style of plays. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I would much rather them, like I mentioned, I think last pod is them go for Griezmann. Yeah. Go for Griezmann, dude. That guy's fucking—he's a monster. He's that might happen, dude. anyways. I don't know, man. Crazy. Yeah, that might actually happen, even with Slatan's telling the pitch on the yeah. on the team. So that'll be that'll and, be. Crazy. And to give a little a little shout out and props to somebody you know, Leo, and probably probably uh, love from your national team. Mm-hmm. I I think uh-huh. I think uh, if I don't know if right now would have been the perfect time. I think maybe you know a year ago would have been. A good time to have him, um, Guerrero. If United would have brought oh, Guerrero, yeah. um, 
Oh, that would have been beautiful. Because he doesn't play with wingers. He's not used to playing with wingers. He's no, more no. used to playing through the midfield, having you know some sort of creator, a fast creator, um, and building his own place. He's used to playing solo up top. You know, where Slatan is not so yeah. much. Um, yeah. To have had him. Unfortunately, been, Guerrero opted to go rot in the Brazilian league yeah. instead of trying to play in Europe. Yeah. It's a fucking stupid move, but whatever. Yeah. It's not much we can do about that. Um, so, so yeah. So, um, I think we're probably going to... Anybody else got anything else to add? Because, you know, we just won three games on the bounce, and I'm happy. I'm um, happy too, man. Um, well, uh, the other thing is Mourinho, I guess he was looking into... Um, uh, this is according to the sun. So I don't know how valid this may be, but um, he he uh, says that Mourinho has been a longtime admirer of Rakitic, who plays in Barca, and who Rakit- Rakitic, the Croatian, oh, yeah, the Croatian yeah. midfielder. Barca's not gonna get rid of him. Well, it wasn't more. It wasn't Barca. It was more of the players saying that he he just wanted to stay at Barca and fight for a spot. Um, yeah, no. I... But uh, apparently Mourinho really wanted, you know, an, another midfielder. So I don't know if that's what he's going to be looking I, I for. Think, I think Ander Herrera is probably, like, solidly won his position over any other midfielder. Except maybe Pogba. I um, think he's and he, the and, future captain, for sure. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And, I, and I'm being super honest that I think that, like, um, if you if you tell me to choose... Like, who do I build, you know, my midfield around? It has to be, like, he has to be the captain for United in the years to come. I think so. And Herrera is, like... He's been I, a I think leader more than anybody yeah. else on that team. And there's a there's a quote from Mo that came out recently where he's, like, a player like Ander Herrera has everything he needs. He has the coach and he has the fans, which yeah. is true. The yeah, fans yeah. adore yeah. him. Yeah, we adore him, and apparently Mo adores him too now. So yeah, that's all. That that's only good news for me as a as a fan of his, and as somebody who wants to see him thrive in our club. And I think you're right, as in I think he should be captain. You know, in the future, that's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Um, I think I think this is good, guys. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for things to come. Um. We play again. Shit, before I always do this wrong. I never have this shit ready. Um, <laughs> uh, we play again this weekend. Wow, that's another game. Fuck, dude. Our players are gonna be tired. Uh, we play this weekend. I think. Let me double check. Um. We play, yeah, we play on the 17th, so on Saturday, holy crap, in two days. Whoa, that's quick. On Saturday, we play West, we play West Brom in the Premier League. That's another that, very, very winnable game. Is that at Old Trafford? Um, let me double check. No, it's away. No, it's away. That's a really fucking game that's another like this could dude we can we can mount like a little you know a little run 
West yeah. Brom are seventh. They're 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 right behind us. So they have a be... pretty encouraging rest of the season as far as schedule, and yeah. some of these top teams are gonna have to start playing other top teams. Like <clears throat> also mm-hmm. on Sunday, City plays Arsenal. Yeah, so somebody's dropping points yep. there. Yeah, I mean if if if, if United points, does it just right. We might be able to just barely hit that fourth spot. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I think you could go into third place. Like, I mean, dude, some of these games coming up are games that they should win for sure. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. haven't been winning those games. So I think, like, things are going to have to start happening soon. And I, I think the team has been clicking. I think they've found some solid answers to questions that they had. Especially with yeah. Mkhitaryan. Um, Pogba's starting to look solid. Zlatan just scored a game winner. I mean, mm-hmm. these are all good things. Yeah, these are... We're, we're definitely going into this West uh, West Brom game with our, you know, with with, with our spirits very I mean, high. West Brom is... And they need to keep four points. pushing that shit. West Brom is four yeah, points West Brom, less than us. Four points behind yeah. us. It's not going to be cakewalk. West Brom away is going to be difficult. Any any team in the Premier League away is always going to be difficult. Um, it's the Premier League. Anything can happen. I I hope that we come out on top. I have a I have a good feeling that the way we've been playing and with this late winter, like Nick said, is going to boost us and it's going to boost our confidence. I love the celebration of that last game, that the, the game winner. I love that after the game was over, Mo came on the pitch and he was just like ecstatic hugging all his players he was so happy all the players were just like batshit crazy happy this is what i want to see i i see the players and i see that they want to win something that maybe in the beginning of the season we were kind of doubting them because they seem like you know all nonchalant like you know and eh, whatever um but i see a shift i see a shift in not only in the football that we're playing but also in the attitude of our players mm-hmm. I love angry bearded Wayne Rooney. I want to say that again. I want I want to see him play versus West Brom um, on Saturday. I don't know if because he played almost not the full game, but played like I think like eighty minutes, he won't get to start. But Mkhitaryan won't be back, so maybe he will start. Um, he might put Mata. And I just want to. Uh, uh, well, Mata started too, so hopefully I don't know. I don't know what will happen because. It's another game in two days. So these guys have like a day to rest and maybe a date to like practice like not hardcore. And then there's a match on Saturday, guys. Well, this has been episode 21. That was a cut. Thank you guys for... That was a good cut. (laughs) That was the greatest cut ever. Until you interrupted me. Anyways, this has been episode 21. Uh, You know, we're, we're happy that you guys are here with us. Um... Uh, the Twitter account for the podcast, like every week, is uh, at Man United Cast, M A N U T D Cast. The Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Man United Cast, M A N U T D Cast. The email is uh, Man United Cast at gmail.com. And, <coughs> excuse me, my uh, Twitter is at Leo EPD. Andres is at Asanti82. Um, and I think that's it for us today. We will be back next week um, with another pod. 
And I think after next week, we're going to take a week break because it's the holidays. And we might not see you guys till maybe January. But we'll talk about that within ourselves. Anyways, thanks a lot, guys. I've been Leo. They've been Nick and Andre. Peace out. Later. I get your girl in a pair of wigs Cause she need that crazy glue Your lips together If you give me feedback Pretty skin like Indiana people But don't eat rats Your lady got crap in a snatch Beach balls big as the earth Your lady in bikinis wanna play catch The hair off the penis drip like Keith Sweat I'm drinking pineapple juice Grey goose from Florida Key West Five G's your woman brought the breasts I put the money up, she overpossessed. The studio in Miami right after Versace's house. You make a left. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.